Hello, and welcome to Shakespeare, the official Lion Face Productions podcast where we talk about Shakespeare. My name is Chase, your mostly quiet producer. Today we look at one of the Bard's strangest plays, A Winter's Tale. If you live in Northwest Ohio and would like to get involved with our organization, uh, be it to act, direct, or anything else theater-related, please reach out to us at facebook.com slash lionfaceproductions. And now, on with the show. They had, like, a double box that I just freaking loved. I know the big one that everybody remembers from Victory is Hop Devil. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not a super happy... Oh, neither am I. I just know that that's the, the big one. It's Victory actually is. my problem with Sam Adams and the like is I don't really enjoy super, super hoppy. And I feel like they, instead of doing something interesting, they just add more hops. Mm. That's, uh... That's my problem with a lot of the uh, whole Hophead IPA craze. Yeah. Is, uh... I feel like I used to like IPAs. You probably liked them before it became, oh, we didn't come up with an interesting enough beer, let's dump a bunch of hops in yeah. here, and now it's an IPA. And now it's super duper sour, and I don't want to drink it. Well, where I remember sours, that... sour is a whole other ball of wax. And so older ones like Goose Goose Island's IPA, I still like that one. But then I go and if it's a craft beer and it's an IPA, I'm not even going to touch it because um, it's not going to be good. Have you had Truth by Rheingeist? Yes, there's actually there's very. Well, few... she had that when we talked about Othello because yeah. Othello is a play about truth. Well, they don't have one about control, right? Unfortunately, actually, my favorite uh, Rheingeist right now is Cougar. I love Cougar. Is that Cougar their, is uh, the their stout? It's the blonde. Oh, the blonde. Yeah, blonde. Puma yeah. is the stout. Right. How could I? How could I mix that up? Now, no, mm-hmm. blondes. That is, I have a thing for blondes. Oh, blonde, blonde ales. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had one blonde that I wasn't a huge fan of, and it kind of turned me off to it. And it was the um, um, Oma Gang um, uh, Lannister beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. The brewery Oma Gang that they did for Game of Thrones. Yeah, because I bought the the collector's edition that had like the two big ones and uh, the chalice. And, yeah. We're recording a fucking Shakespeare podcast. You're goddamn right. I'm yeah, exactly. Um, no, the I really like Guriyama Gang. Um, they produce one of my favorite beers mm-hmm. of all time, which is Three Philosophers. That I is almost read that. I almost read that today. Good. Three Philosophers it will always be one of my favorite beers. Of there all was time. a moment I was like, well, I could make it like the like clown and. Uh, there is a there is Pol- a, a Polexinus mm-hmm. and there is like a little triumvirate of of guys in Sicily, Sicily, yeah, who all seem to like really be talking philosophy. Once we get away from uh, Leonetz, who's Le- yeah, Leontes is Leontes. Thank you, a toolbag. I will pronounce pronounce every name. Tonight. That's because a lot of the <clears throat> names in this are going to be except for uh, Hermione. I got that one. I got it down. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one is pretty good. If you screw up Perdita, I suppose. Yeah. I also, I liked the name Perdita. I'm like, ooh. That, it's very, well, it fits in with that Vernita, Vernita, that very, like, um, Spanish-Italian beauty name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nita being, so I really, I did like that. Yeah. Perdita. Camillo. Um, but yeah, so... No, but, that, but the big thing with 
with what you're talking about with hops and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that just became the thing to do is just let's throw a shit ton of hops in these beers. And I don't mind it if there's a lot of hops in a beer if it's fucking... If it makes sense. If it has a malt backbone. You have to have a good malt character and a good malt backbone. You have to make a good beer first. And then you can add your shit ton of hops if you want to. Yeah. It's just some people got lazy and, you know, and then there are people that buy it. Like, go out of their way. Like, oh yeah, I just, this has got 17 pounds of hops. That doesn't mean So, I'm drawn to German beers, like, pretty exclusively. They're my favorites. Um, Do they not... Like, are German beers just really low on hops? Well, German it... German beers tend to stick to the the noble hops. The five noble hops that are uh, the German, you know, main hops. What's that name of that? The Rhine... The, the Rheinheitsgebot? The Rheinheitsgebot. Yeah, that's the German purity law, which all beer is still made in Germany, is made, you know, legally is made that way. When that means that the beer can only have... Water, malt, yeast, and hops. Yeah. Those are the only ingredients that are allowed in it. Just a lot of those hops are not, they're not the in-your-face versions that you get in maybe even some of the British or American or New Zealand hops, you know, Australian hops. Although I will give English beers, when I get a live beer, that is always a smooth, delicious treat. Oh, yeah. Like the uh, Red Speckled Hen I brought for... Uh, episode that shall not be named because it hasn't been released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, those are one of my very favorites. Old Speckle Hen is very good. Yeah, those are those are um, some good beers. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of British style pub ales in general. You know, browns and, and whatever. I actually had some one of theirs the other day for the first time. Another, uh, a different one I've never, ha- never had before. Um, Old Crafty Hen. Also very good. Oh, I didn't have that one. Yeah. It's a little, little darker, a little heavier, but yeah. I'm, I'm about it. You just still have one. No, I no. don't. So you just uh, <laughs> you you took care of it. Took right. it out back. Had chicken dinner. By that I mean I drank six of them over the course of a couple of days. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Chicken dinner. Well, chicken and beers. I mean, ah, that's pretty good. Well, the funny thing is, way, though, the, the old speckled hen name does not come from a chicken. Huh? It refers to the old speckleden, which is was a pub cart that was splattered with paint. Outside, and that was the old Speckleden, and that's just eventually the name became Old Speckled Hen for the huh. beer. So we've been You're recording ready. for six minutes, and I haven't introduced the podcast yet. No, and actually, I mean, we've alluded to the fact that we're we're right. talking about a specific play, and if anybody's picked it up from the names that have come out, then you get sixteen Shakespeare points. Keep track of them yourself, because mm. we can't. It's no. not a talkback kind of thing. Yeah, we don't know how many points you've earned, but you just did get 16, as Beth said. Uh-huh. If you knew what play that we are talking about tonight. Uh, okay, you're not allowed to have already looked at the title of this podcast. Well, That's that true. might make it a little more difficult. That's uh, true. Beth, yes? They have to have looked at the title... Really, to have clicked on it, I, that, that, not that necessarily. Is... If you if, if you subscribe on uh, on Apple Podcasts, I don't actually see the titles when it like it pops up on my little podcast widget, mm. and I just see that there is a new Shakespeare. I click on it, and it goes into playing it. It doesn't actually tell me the title. Huh? Right. Mm. Interesting. So, 
Okay, then ignore what I said at the very beginning of the podcast because I absolutely spoiled it. Ben, I have true. taken all of your uh, yeah, all of your Shakespeare yeah, points. Chase, Chase just ruined it. He's no, no, ruin fuck it, fuck it. I'm going to split it with you. Everybody, you get eight. I'm going to get eight though. Oh, okay. Chase Why is do gonna, you get eight? <laughs> Chase you is going to take knew. eight Shakespeare points. You already knew, and I bet you couldn't name three characters, I, even though I've already named five. You're one hundred percent correct. All right, all right. So anyway, what we're gonna what we're gonna what we're getting around to? If I could speak English at this point, you better be able to. Well, not gonna work here anymore. But uh, <laughs> what we're getting to is the fact that we are here for uh, this is episode seven. Yes. Episode 7 of the Shakespeare Podcast. Oh, this went on a lot longer than I thought we'd have the stamina to do. We're old. Yeah, we, look, we've been recording we're, for We're coming in out of the wire. Like, like, this is... We it's are, true. We've actually, when, we, when we started, it was hot outside, and now there's snow. It's true. We've actually, this is actually, uh, would be, I don't you know, not exactly on dates, but this would be the sixth month that we have And our spouses are something. still allowing this? Yeah. It's true. It's the yeah. sixth month we've recorded something, but this will be the fourth month that we've released something. will be this, so, this set of podcasts. Actually, here, here's something to mark. Cassie is not here on this one as of yet. She has a, a production of her own going on. She'll be joining she, us uh, either at the very end of this episode or at the very beginning of the next one. Yeah, she's actually out doing theater right, right. now. Um, right, well, and we're going to talk about it. Theater. John Boy, do you want to introduce the name so, of the game? So yeah, uh, tonight um, we are going to be covering uh, The Winter's Tale by Billy Shakes. On Shakespeare Podcast. And I am Ryan Halfhill. I'm Beth Roars. And I'm Chase Greenlee here on production. And uh, so, The Winter's Tale. This it play has almost nothing to do with the winter. Really, yeah. And, uh, it, I mean, it spans the course of, what, 16, 16 years. years? Right. So, curious about the title, I was like, why is this called The Winter's Tale? And I guess it alludes to the fact that it is an idle tale. Oh, which, okay. yeah, I know, right? And once you've read through the whole thing, and once we've gone through the uh, plot line for people who don't know this play, you'll be like, oh yeah, that is kind of an, just an idle tale. So you really start back out where you started, kind of, except for one dude who, poor him. So, let's, yeah, we don't have Cassie here to wrangle us in, so no, we're going to try to keep it succinct, mm-hmm. and Greenlee, you got to step into, I'll crack the whip. you got to get into the Cassie petticoats. Mm-hmm. All right. Whoa, we're not talking about Chase getting in Cassie's petticoats. Well, she doesn't like to wear shoes all the time. Very rarely. So she can't wait, can't step into her shoes. Can't. But, but if we're talking about him getting in her petticoats, that's actually a completely different matter. Speaking of petticoats, that will take. Thanks. That was contrived at best. You, look, you could have read it now. Like nobody would have questioned it. I know, but I didn't bring any paper. I brought uh, just a tablet today. See that. And my will to talk about Shakespeare. So this play starts out with uh, two kings, the king of Sicily. And the king of Bohemia. Yes, the Bohemian king, which is Polyxenus. Polyxenus. Poly, not going to work here anymore. There you go. We're going to call him Poly. We're going to call him Polyxenus for this, because no, there's another Poly name down here. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Maybe not. There's lots of weird names in this play. So there's a lot of there's a lot of weirdness in this play. Yeah. So Polyxenus, but it does have the 
single greatest stage direction stage direction in any written work ever. And, and, we'll and get to it. We will. We have time. We have so, time. But it does. I, that's it, a spoiler. It You're going to find out about the single greatest stage direction. It's true. We in talked, any written work. We already talked about it last last time. So it starts out with these two kings arguing about whose country is cooler. And that Polyxena should stick around Sicily a little bit longer. Well, he's already been there for nine months, though. Yeah, but <laughs> but he should stay longer. Like he's already he's already ignored his own kingdom for nine months. He's got retainers; opens. they're taking care of it. Also, his kingdom is Bohemia. It's small at some points, and large at others. See, that would have been a good beer for you to pick <clears throat> up for tonight. Would have been Bohemia. It, it could have. I could have, but I didn't want to drink it. There's the problem when I find a beer that I'm like, ah, oh, that kind of that kind of fits, but I don't want in any way to consume that alcohol. Yeah, I'll just put it right back on the fair. shelf. Thanks. So, so uh, for those of you who are wondering why we're talking about that, is the fact that you know we drink while we do this, and Beth and I have a little competition every week to see who can bring a beer related to better related to the play. And I should say one of Ryan's beers I had picked out first. But once I saw he was going to buy it, what's the point of me buying it, too? So I just let him drop his bones on it. And I didn't know that she was going to. I actually had the six-pack in my hand, and she's like, Oh, I found an identity crisis over here, and I held up the six-pack that I was holding. So identity crisis, we'll figure out why that pertains to the play. Right, right. uh, A little bit later. And also, the other beer that I chose tonight is a little crazy. Right. It is a little, the whole thing is a little crazy. Actually, I think this play is a lot crazy. This beer is actually an understatement. Of the play. Right. And I, I think that we're going to get through the plot of it quickly, but then spend a lot more time talking about the weird juxtapositions and seemingly taped together Frankenstein that this plot is. Yeah, yeah, it really It's like he smashed a bunch of cheese balls together to try to make one more party happen. Um, so, as, we, as you were yeah. saying. So, so these two kings are sitting here talking about uh, no, my country's better for these reasons. No, my country's better for these reasons. And you should stick around. He's like, no, 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 dude. I gotta go. So. And Leontes, the king of Sicily, his wife, is pregnant. Right. Hermione is yes. pregnant. Important plot point comes from this. She's been pregnant. Again, we've got King of Bohemia. Polyxenus has been there for nine months. I think that's an important time. Uh, but her, Hermione is pregnant, and she, you know... She's getting close to... Polyxenus leaves, Hermione comes in, and uh, Leonidas is like, Hey, uh, I really want my buddy to stick around, but he won't stay. And Hermione's like, I'll go talk to him. I This would be fine. This is literally two acts, or just these tiny bits. Just two acts of the play. It's. I tried to, like... Like, I read the whole play again, and I tried to listen to another podcast of it. I'm like, I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't listen to it. If there's no action behind it, this there, is, the, there is, there is no action. Like, yeah. you, you really have to, if you're, if you're producing this. Speed this part you up. You really have to. Or I guess up, the, the first act. The, the pacing yeah. is incredibly important to get through as quickly as possible. So, so Hermione is able to, in like three quick bursts. Like, she literally has maybe 15 actual lines. Three quick little speeches. But she gets Polyxenus to stick around. Yeah, she's like, come on, my husband wants you to stay. And he's like, no, 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 I have to take care of business. She's like, 
I think it'd be cool if you stuck around. He's like, no, no, no. Seriously, lady, I got to take care of business. And she's like, well, if you say so, but it would make us all happy. He's like, well, twist my arm. I'll stay. So she goes back to the king and she's like, hey, he's sticking around. And he goes, that means you slept with him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jump from, I managed to talk your friend into doing what you wanted to, you must have slept with him. Yeah, Leontes immediately then goes, you've been sleeping with him all along. (laughs) You're pregnant with his child. It's 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 got to be. This has got to be his baby. Obviously, Obviously. you have been sleeping with Polyxenus. You are pregnant with his child, and this is this has got to yeah, stop. This aggression will not stand. Because why else? Why else? Would he decide to stick? Would around? he decide to stay for you and not for me? You must be getting into his petticoats. Maybe, maybe. Wait, other way around. Either way, he was getting into her petticoats. Maybe, but maybe the guy so, likes a petticoat. I ain't here to judge. So me then, Leontes talks to his dude Camillo. Yeah. And says, "Camillo, I want you to go. I want you to go poison Polyzenus because he's been <laughs> dipping his pen in my wife's ink." I have no proof. I haven't talked to my wife. I haven't really confirmed any of this with anybody. I haven't even confronted Polyzenus about this. This is just like my wife said. He's staying. She walked out of the room, and I'm like, "They fucking." Yep. I, she, that, by the way, she fucking him. That, by the way, is a Ryan Hathill line. Nobody get mad at me. I believe that he said that 21 times, I think, is what I counted in Romeo and Juliet. She fucking him. Or she wants to fuck him. They fucking. They fucking. So, like, we're just going to skip trials. We're going to skip having any kind of. Yep, I'm just going to send my due process. Yeah, no due process. Camilio, go murder this guy. Clearly, this man I like and this woman I'm in love with. Exactly. You should, you should, you should probably poison him for me. And Camilio's like, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, and they have, they have another child, uh, Leontes and Hermione. Yeah, and his name is Musnix. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's actually like Mulaminian. Did you, did, did you look around the room and find something to say there? No, it's it, uh, hold on. I, I pulled up all of their names and then I moved on from it because I'm like, no, I don't. I don't need to look at their names. I've got this. When I've clearly said multiple times that I don't. Mm. His name is... Mamilius. Mamilius. It's not that far from Eusenix. Yes, very close to Mamilius. Eusenix. There's a letter in common. And he's an important thing for us to keep in mind for the next episode, so keep him in mind. So they've got a son already, and this is... This is... Uh, our producer has now completely derailed me by trying to tell Ryan not to stretch the table because it's coming up on the I was sound. I was fidgeting. Okay. I was fidgeting. I'm sorry. Okay. You happens. do that. So, they've already got a son. She's pregnant with their second child. The son is older. Like, yes. it's been a bit. Yep. They've been married a while. Son is old enough to be gone. Right? He's out of the house. Either way. Uh, so, Camilio promises to... He's gonna go poison. No, no, he promises. He's like, no, 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 this is wrong. I'm gonna do what I can to get you to fuck out of here. Well, no, he, well, he tells Leontes, yeah, sure, yeah. I'll go poison that dude for you. It sounds like a plan, I'm gonna go boss. Commit regicide. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'll go murder this king. Is it regicide if it's not your king? I think it's any king. Any king? I still think, yeah, I think if you're killing any king, I feel, I still think it's regicide, yeah. 
But I mean, I, we could get into the semantics of that. I'm not 100% sure. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Either way. Um, Chase is actually, he's going to go to the Googles. He's going to look, look that up. I'm going to look it up. You keep talking about the pie. About the, That's about okay. The pie. Uh, okay. In my Googling, I'm like, oh, yeah. I guess Manamelius wasn't that much older. No, he's because, not that Because Camillo takes him and is going to take Hermione away. But Hermione's not willing to leave yet. Yep. So, so he, he takes, takes Camillo and, and runs away. he takes Polyxenus. Well, and... He warns Polyxenus. Camillo takes... Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, the names are already killing me. So he takes... He warns Polyxenus, who... Who buggers off. Who buggers off. He takes Mucinex... Mamillus. Mamillus. And leaves with him and leaves the queen to stand trial. So the queen is there. She is being basely accused. She soups pregnant. Basically Leontes basically goes, yep. You did it. Obviously, you fucked him. So, imprisoned. He it, imprisons his pregnant wife. Correct. So, not something you should ever do to a pregnant woman. Having been pregnant twice, uh, I'd have committed regicide right there. Speaking of which, regicide is any king. Any, any king. Any king. Any so, king. it would have been regicide. So, um, Hermione's lady... I guess. Paulina. Paulina. Her lady in waiting. Yeah, I'm not going to forget that one. That one's a pretty easy name. I'm not whining about but that. But Hermione delivers De- the baby. Delivers the baby. In prison. And takes the baby to the king. In the hopes that just seeing his child will spark some sort of, I don't know, paternal love. And instead, the king looks at the baby and goes, looks nothing like me. Murder it. Camilio, take that baby. Well, no, this is Antigonus at this point, because Camilio's Antig- oh, yeah, buggered off. He's gone. Antigonus, take that baby and leave it in the woods. Yep, and Antigonus, uh, husband of Paulina, is like, all right. Sure thing, bro. <laughs> okay. You're still making wise decisions. <sighs> and so he takes the baby and leaves the country. Now, we'll leave them alone and in the meantime, act three. Well, and in the meantime... Leontes, when he first was like, because we skipped over this part, but in, in the meantime, Leontes had sent a messenger to the Oracle at Delphi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. A dude in, a dude in Sicily yeah. Yeah. Was like, sends a messenger to a Greek Oracle. Hey, it it's non-specific on the time frame that this is going on in. But yes, he sends a messenger to the Oracle at Delphi to... Basically, for looking for his vindication that he is right, that I am I forgot about so that. right. Because the Oracle Delphi is like, um, actually, you're wrong. You're basic. And instead, you won't get to have an heir until... Your daughter is found. You find your daughter and you make peace with your wife. Yep. And he's like, uh, or you have an heir. And then in walks... And Mamilius dies. Yeah, Mamilius dies. We get word that Mamilius has died from heartbreak. Yes, he developed a wasting sickness because of the way his mother was treated and died of heartbreak. He clearly would have lived a long time had this not happened. Yeah, well, the Oracle of Delphi is like, no, I told you. <laughs> yeah, you... Oh, my gosh. That... So that is the reason we have to... We have to, like... Put a huge pin in him. Yep. And that plot point, I can't believe I skipped over the Oracle of Delphi and the death of, well, the, of okay. the sun. It is ridiculous. It is It crazy. is a so little crazy. Is there, the rhyme and reason behind the play 
is flabbergasting at times. Like, what the what, what are you doing? Why is this happening? This is like The Tempest meets uh, Comedy of Errors smashed together with Othello. Othello. Yeah. Well, no, because nobody, I mean, no spoiler alerts, no one else dies. Yeah. So. Well, except for Hermione. Well. She collapses and appears to die. And we can get into whether or not there's some weird magical. Mumbo jumbo. Duce Machina. that's, That's act five. That happens later, or if she, like, she does she die? Does she just appear to die? We have 16 years to figure that out. Yes, because literally, at the beginning of Act, I think it's Act 3. I'm going to double check here. Well, act 3 is when Antigonus uh, goes to yep. Bohemia. So it's Act 4. The, one of my favorite characters ever comes into it, because it's so silly. Yeah, so Antigonus goes over to Bohemia. He's got the baby with him. He's like, I'm not gonna just leave her, so let's surround her with money. That'll make... Let's her on a beach with all this money and stuff. Well, in in the woods, surrounded by gold. Like, well, technically that's what the king told him to do. Leave her in the woods somewhere. Yep. Leave her to the elements. Surrounded by gold, so that along comes uh, Shepherd and his idiot son. Well, but clown. first, before before the Shepherd and Clown show up, oh, Antigonus, we gotta get rid of Antigonus. How are Antigonus. we gonna, Ryan? Ryan, how would you like Antigonus to leave? I think I'd like to hear that Antigonus left pursued by a bear. It is unclear whether or not Shakespeare used a real bear. Or someone in a, a bear, bear costume. costume. But this feels like... This particular choice feels like somebody's like, Hey, your plays. They're getting a little maudlin. Let's spice it up. Let's have a bear attack someone. Or, we need some extra money. What are we going to do? Uh, we could advertise the bear pits. They'll give us some money if we let a bear run across the stage. Done! Where, how are you going to do that? Uh, leave a baby in the woods and have her captor. And have Antigonus exit pursued by okay. bear. Exit which stage is, right. Which is the greatest stage direction in any work of fiction ever. It's true. And the best acting work one Megan Johannes has ever done. True. Uh, so, also Joe Conley. Also Joe Conley. Also Tyler Ward. Also Tyler Ward. Yep, all people that everybody else doesn't know. But so, yes. but so Antigonus stage, murdered by a bear. Stage empty because Antigonus has now been run away. We don't know that he no, dies. He dies. The bear eats him. We don't know. He never that. comes back. He never reappears. Because everybody who doesn't reappear in your life is dead. When they were chased off by a bear, I would assume so. I had a friend in college named Bear. He chased away a lot of people that I knew. That's true. Especially females. It's true. So, I don't believe that all of his ex-girlfriends are dead. Either way. So, stage is completely empty. A ringing endorsement. A ringing endorsement. Stage is empty except for a baby. baby. Covered in gold. Surrounded by gold. And in walks a shepherd, just called Shepherd, and his idiot son, Clown. Yes. Who are like, wow. Huh. This this baby sure has a lot of money. Check out this rich baby. Yeah. Must be royalty. (laughs) 
Must be royalty. Let's take this rich baby home. <laughs> what should we do with this baby clown? Let's take rich baby home. We take rich baby home now. So they, uh, they, you know, they're trying to decide what to do with it. And they do take, they do take it home. Um, and they plan to use the money to, you know, increase their shepherding. And with the money, they do prosper. They, they, do named, prosper. they named the girl Perdita. Uh, yeah, because... Nobody they, had given the baby a name before that point. True. Or so, if they had, they were dead. It's true. It's true. Um, Autoclysis, I believe, is the one who says that Hermione came to him in a dream and told him that the baby's name should be Perdita. What? Who's Autoclysis? Who is this guy? A little crazy. A little, a little crazy. A little crazy. So yes, this this podcast tonight of the Winter's Tale is brought to you by Revolution Brewing's. A little crazy, right? So Autoclysis is like, hmm, I really like your rich baby. Also, uh, per- permission to tweet out on the Lionface Twitter quote: "Check out this rich baby." Check Hashtag Shakespeare. Yes, check excellent. Out, check, it's done. Check out, check out this, this rich, rich baby. baby. Right. So. um... Yeah, trust us, if you really need to see The Winter's Tale. Yes. And you don't read it, see it. You're still, you still might fall asleep, but it's a and really I great ride until then. Like, I don't think you can fall asleep, because the entire time you're like, what? Who was Autoclysis? So, by the way, clown, not my choice for fool. But he is a fool. He, he is a fool. It's true. And the reason I am drawn to Autoclysis is that Autoclysis... Is the fool of the blood. No, it's Autolycus. Autolycus. That's no. why you're throwing me off. It's Autolycus. No, it's Autoclysis. No, it's Autolycus. I was like, I was like, I'm trying to figure out who the hell Autoclysis is, too. I because, like, it. he's not in the play. There's no guy named Autoclysis. It's Autolycus. A-U-T-O. Ima- L. Imaginary C. <laughs> ah! Ah! I, I, the, the, didn't, I didn't see the invisible C. A-U-T-O. Imaginary C. L-U-C-U-S. Autoclysis. Yeah, Autolycus. Autolycus. Okay, so that's that's what threw me off because Autolycus. Well, I knew that name. He's our fool because he's our he's our rogue, right? Yes. He's the guy who's like, "Hey, stupid shepherd son clown, I'm gonna uh, take all your money, but really give it back, and I'm gonna help you, and I'm gonna be your apprentice, and and, and we're gonna have how about that rich baby? How about that rich baby? How about that rich baby? How about, how about that rich baby? Um, so Perdita grows up. So yes, then 16 years pass. And how is this done? How is 16 years passed? Enter the character of fucking time. The beginning of Act 4 starts with... What else? But the personification of time. And I guess that you don't... You can't have a ring girl walk around and be like... I guess it's actually the second half of Act 3, I think. That's the end of Act 3. Is it the time? No, it's the beginning of it. Yeah, basically, it's a, all, all it's, a, it's a beginning of all it. All this goofy shit we've talked about yeah. has this is the first three acts of the play. There are five acts of this play, right? So the first three acts of the play are let's sum it up again because it's all over the place. Two kings meet. One wants to leave. The other wants him to stay. Wife of first king's like you should stay. First king's then like, oh, if he stays, you're totally boning him, and that's not my baby. That's her baby. And 
this revelation is going to kill my son, and I'm not going to get to have another one because that's what the Oracle of Delphi said, and my baby's now gone, and this other guy had a dream about my now-dead maybe wife who told him to name her Perdita, and she was left in the woods surrounded by gold to be raised by a shepherd and his son. And the shepherd son. and his son said, how about that rich baby? How about that rich baby? Well, the rich baby. And yeah. So that brings And up. Antigonus, exit pursued by Bear. Time comes you cannot, like, We cannot leave that out. Yeah, so time is basically our ringmaster here, or ring girl, I should say, yeah. walking around, bell dings, he walks through the ring with a sign that says 16 years later. Yeah. Um, which is, if I direct this play, how that will be staged. I'm just going to cut... Cut times lines and just literally just have him do that. Yeah, because that's all it does. So, um, in a day of sheep shearing, Perdita and a lovely man yes. walk together. What? Florizel. Florizel? Florizel. It'll make your floors sparkling clean. Yes, it will. It's Florizel. Florizel. They put that in the water to make your teeth strong. Florizel. I'm sorry. H2 flow. H2 flow. <laughs> Florizel is like, oh, grown-up rich baby, you're so pretty. We should totally get married. Yeah, I love me a rich baby. Who do you think Florizel ends up being? Could he be the son of the king of Bohemia? No, 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 no. Now, Ryan, that's a quinky dink that I can't even get behind. There's no way that a random wandering prince happened upon... A well, shepherd girl. Clearly you didn't read Act 4 because that's exactly what happened. Oh. Ah, dicks. Ah. Uh, Jesus. Hello. Hashtag. Oh, dicks. Ah, <laughs> oh, That was so, brilliant. Um, because that's exactly what happens. Florizel is the prince of Bohemia. And he just so happens. And she's all like, I don't think I can marry a prince. And he's like, I'll have you. Or I'll not have my father. At which point she should have been like, well, you probably shouldn't... I mean... It's you not, shouldn't have your father anyway. <laughs> same thing. I mean, you're going to stop being a prince to come shear sheep with me? Mm, choices. Choices. And she's throwing a feast. Yes. Because that's what's going to happen. Well, it's, it's the shearing time. Yes. It's so the having, sheep shearing feast. Yeah. And Polyxenus the king and Camillo. What? Camillo, again, is back because he was like, "My king's kind of cray." He buggered but Polyzenus, you got money, so can he I buggered hang, off. Can he's I hang out with, with you? He's been with Polyzenus, and they decide to attend the sheep shearing feast in disguise so they can have a gotcha moment. So, so with, with his son, right? To be like, "Where have you been, and who have you been doing?" So let's take a moment to add another name in for no good reason. Let's give a name to Polyzenus. Let's call him Dorkles. Elizabeth. What? That's a fake name. It is. It's because <laughs> yes. I didn't say it right. It's Dorsals. Oh, okay, that's much better. No, it's not. It's it still, still looks not like Dorkles. So um, they go in in disguise. Camilio. And I'm not even sure why Camilio's in disguise, except for the fact that... Nobody knows who he is! Well, Flor- like, Florizel has Florizel, to know. Florizel, Florizel okay, would know. So, and he has yes. been a king's man for 16 years. Yeah, Floride man. knows him. Floride and knows so, him. So he goes to Dorkle. He, him and Dorkle <laughs> go to the feast. 
<laughs> to have a gotcha moment where they're going to catch Florizel with what he's ever he's been and doing. he's like, I understand that your shepherdess's suit's pretty, but... She's a, she's she's a shepherdess, She's a shepherdess. Man. So let's set up having a pastoral moment, son, and come back to the keep. Um, but upon seeing her, she looks like her mom. But Polyxenus reveals himself, reprimands his son, threatens the shepherds. Yeah, yeah. Because... Why not? Because threatening the, shepherds the, is always because good. Because the shepherds, obviously, were pushing Perdita on the prince. Well, he does go... He does give the prince, like, a series of trials while he's still Dorfels. Asking things like, hey, why didn't you buy your lovely lady anything pretty? And he's like, well, she doesn't really like, she's not really into things. She's, she likes me for me. Not because. Yes, I knew you were going to go there. Go, finish it. <laughs> I, I, you can I do wasn't it. sure which one to go with. You can not do because it. I look like Buddy Holly. Yeah. So, uh, eventually, after seeing Perdita... That she's gorgeous. She looks a little bit like this woman he knew once. Um, that, that he didn't sleep with. That he didn't sleep with. Definitely. Otherwise, this would be incest. Mm. Um, and she's not materialistic, so clearly the rich baby who grew up is not after her son, his son because he's a prince. She doesn't even know it. Like, I mean, she doesn't really care. She's a rich baby. She doesn't need the prince's money. Yeah, rich baby. Rich baby. So rich baby he's like... She's a rich girl. She's a rich girl. So, the then the the king is like, ha I was the king all along. And they're like, yeah, we knew that. So then... He's like, I will deign to allow you to marry. No, not yeah. at that point. No, they have to sneak back to Sicily. Camillo, Atalicus, they, those two team up then to help fluoride and Rapunzel. Rapunzel? Perdita. Whatever. It's one of the few Perdita's, like Perdita's a rabbit in some kid's book. Really? I'm pretty sure. If it's not... No, yeah. no, Perdita is uh, 101 Dalmatians. I, I, I will Google. You keep talking. Perdita okay. is 101 all right, Dalmatians. All right, all right. I, keep I keep trying to jump for it. I guess... The shepherd says they can get married. Yes. yes, the shepherd is for it. Good on you. Yeah, that's the mom in a hundred. That's the mom dog in a hundred yeah. Dalmatians. And uh, was it how long? Pongo. 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 Yeah. Pongo and Perdita. Yep. Pongo and Perdita. Is so Pongo a Shakespeare character? Well, now he is because that's what I'm calling Florizel from here on out. But I liked Fluoride. Okay. Oh well, no, it's Pongo and Perdita. Okay. But Camillo and Atalicus are like, well, clearly. <laughs> You can't get married now, so here, let's sneak you into Sicily. Because nobody still knows that it's actually the daughter of Leontes yet. No. So they're like, but hey, we'll sneak you off to Sicily. You can get married in Sicily. Nobody will give a crap. I don't think you should go back there. So. But then, so Florizel, Pongo, tries to be like, oh, I'm here on a diplomatic mission. For my dad, and this is my date. <laughs> I, I brought her because she's pretty. So, yeah. but then Palazinus shows up because he's everywhere. It, it just is everywhere. Uh. He's like he's like that guy from To Catch a Predator. He's just popping out of things. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So either way, Camillo takes the two to Sicily, right? And they're going as Florizel, the prince. Like they're going, yeah. he's going as a prince. He's not going into. Oh yeah, he pretends he's there on a diplomatic right. mission from his father. But Camillo's with him, and he's like, "You don't have what you need to go as a prince. I'll get you the things you need." And you know who should show up at this time? Autoclysis. Autolycus. Autolycus, the thief. Absolutely. Funny story. There's a character, Prince of Thieves. And the show, Hercules' Legendary Journeys, and also the show's... Oh, yeah! Bruce Princess. Campbell plays Bruce it. Campbell plays his name. Autoclysis. Autolycus. <laughs> Look it up, Greenlee. No, I already know you're right. Clearly. Clearly, clearly. my knowledge of, of Lucy Lawless television programming. <laughs> we could go head-to-head, but that's a completely different podcast. Ryan and Beth get drunk and argue about other drunk, nerdy things. Yes! Yay! Okay, so... Speaking of Bruce Campbell and Lucy Lawless, she's on Ash vs. Evil Dead. Mm. I still haven't watched it. Oh, you need to. First two seasons are on Netflix. I'll have to get to it. I have to get to it. Season three is coming out this month. If we can get my children to go to sleep at a time that I don't just have like an hour a night to just sit there and stare at a blank wall before I fall asleep. I I totally understand. I understand completely. Um, But yes, so... so Atollicus is like, hey, hey, hey. I got the stuff. You need stuff, I got stuff. Why don't I help you escape? Yep. So they all escape. Yeah. And they go to Sicily. Uh Uh-huh. They go to the court... Of King Leontes, who has been a morose motherfucker for 16 years. 16 years! He's just basically been sitting there for 16 years, just sad. Like, there is only one other character in literature that I can think of that sat around being sadder for longer. It's Odysseus' wife. It's true. And she had shit to do. She had suitors to fight off and things like that. She didn't fight them. She just... Well, made a she... tapestry and unwove the tapestry and made the tapestry and unwove the tapestry and sat around being mopey. Well, that's why I say you should you should read the Penelope. I do want to read the Penelope. It's the story, you know, it's the story from you know Penelope's Penelope's side. Penelope and the Handmaids, <sighs> and it's Margaret Atwood. Right. I just I've already read two Margaret Atwood books this year. I can't. I have to read some other things. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, not this year. It's 2018. Never yeah, mind. New year. Reset. New year. You've got a Margaret it. Atwood reset Yay! button. Uh, but yes. So then, the shepherd's revelations make everyone go, wait, this chick, obviously, that you found a rich baby you found on a, on a beach 16 years ago, clearly is my daughter. So, this, by the way, starts Act 5. So now we have to take all this jumbled bullshit. This it's like combing spaghetti at this point. If Polyzina shows up. Yeah. Cause obviously he does. Well he's gotta chase his son. And then they figure out that Perdita is Leonti's daughter. Yeah, because the shepherds are like, well, she's not truly our daughter. We found her. We believe she is royal and therefore worthy of him because we found her alone in the woods surrounded by gold. She we she found clearly, her because she was a rich baby. She's a rich baby, and all rich babies are royalty. Hmm. Um, and we also found a bear that looked very satisfied hmm. nearby. They didn't. They didn't say that. They didn't say that. <laughs> a um, bear that did not look hungry. So, 
that day. He was that day. Yeah. Um, he was picking that, his teeth that, with an antique that toothpick. Particular day. Now let's not forget that there is one man in the middle of this who knows exactly what happened. Well, technically, three. Well, two, because you think one is in the belly of the bear. Well, Antigonus got eaten. What, what if Antigonus came back to hang out and... No, he didn't, though. Because this would be the time where Antigonus would show and go, I knew that. Also, when I see... Because Shakespeare. That rich baby. Yeah, I love I... that rich baby in the woods. <laughs> rich baby. I made that baby rich. So... <laughs> I made it rain. On a baby. Well... Now we're going. So, I, am, I am not doing my job of keeping you guys on track no, at all. No, well, well, we're moving much you're quicker actually, through this pod. You're actually helping. You're actually helping. But I think we're moving much quicker through this pod than we did through like well, Romeo and Juliet. I, there's not a whole lot of plot here. There's a lot of no. It's no, a lot of there's a, there's a shit ton of plot here. The problem there's is, just is that it's all honest. goofy as fuck. Right. So where whereas Romeo and Juliet, the plot of it was like, and I know you don't like it. So please bear with me. Is like a thick porterhouse steak. There's lots of layers. There's marbling. There's things that are running through it. This is flank steak that somebody beat out flat. <laughs> like this, it's this long. Is, it's wide. This is, this but is there's that, not a lot of depth. There. There's this is that pork tenderloin sandwich you get at the fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they took a pork tenderloin that was like this big and they made it this big. And you're like, how did you? you oh, and somebody with a with a mallet just made that thing as thin and flat, and then they deep fried it. You yeah. and it's steak tips, and there's like ten months until I get steak tips. And that 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 porkaline, that pork tenderloin sandwich is delicious. It's amazing if you're experiencing it. Oh, but there is no yeah. It's like when somebody tries to cheap out on a deli platter by getting everything shaved. Oh yeah. So it's the shaved meat deli. It's platter. The shaved meat deli platter. So there's a lot there. But if you were to glue it all together, you'd be like, hmm, that really only took about a half hour for them to explain, and everything else was taking them way longer than I want to listen to. So, either way, secondhand information tells us the shepherds found Rich Baby. And then we're going to shift. Well, wait, Perdita, they discover, is now Leonti's daughter, and magically, like a douce machina from the sky. Wait, we're not there yet. Oh, come on, I really want to We're talk about this. We're not there yet. We're almost there. We're this so is, close. This We're is so like close. the most ridiculous We're thing. so close. We're so close. Because it is. Rich baby. I had a rich baby once. I must be that rich baby. How many years ago was your rich baby? 16 years. I'm 16 years old. Clearly. You're my rich baby. You're my rich baby from a different country. And Camilio's like, mm, caught me. I really don't have any way to prove any of this because I didn't. I wasn't part of this. I wasn't part of But Antigonus. But you know who was? Oh, uh, let's get Paulina. Paulina, are you here? Paulina, come on in. Um, so we think this rich baby might be our rich baby. She's like, I don't know. We could take a look and see if she looks like her mom. How? Oh, I we have just a got this statue. statue. There's a statue. <laughs> where do you keep the statue? Of Hermione. Where do I keep it? Where 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 does Paulina keep that statue? I believe... Uh, is it in a far-off hut? Yeah. A far-off no, like, house. It's yeah, a house. It's like, it's like, it's like out there. It's like yeah. a ways which, from the, the castle. At which point somebody goes, I did wonder why she went there two to three times a day. What? Really? 
I so wondered why she went statue, to that house two to three times a day to polish the statue. Well, her husband's been dead. she probably been polishing more than the statue. Girls don't... We don't call it polishing. Flicking the bean, man. I don't that's, care, that's, but... That's better. There's no knob. We don't polish. So... <laughs> so... She's like... Paulina's like, okay, everybody. Here's come, the statue come, of her come, come to this little home. And we will see if she looks like the statue of her mother. And so they go, and they pull a sheet off a statue. And Paulina says some hum did you jum did you words. And lo and behold, the statue fucking moves! What? It comes back to life? Looking exactly 16 years older than she did before. Exactly like she would if she had aged 16 years. As if she had been hiding in her, literally hiding in her whiny husband's backyard. Waiting for the moment that he was like... But where this bitch be for 16 years? May have fucked this one up, guys. Around the block. Like, she didn't even go far. Do you know any women, any women at all, who are willing to be slighted and stay out of the picture for a 16-year nope. long con just so they can come back and be like, surprise, bitch, told, told I'm ya. not dead. That's your daughter. Fuck you. Told, told you so. To be able to say all of that... Uh, a the, single woman. They're, 16 years? No, uh, that's a serious long con. That, no. I, think I could go two weeks. Yeah? All right. I don't think you could go 16 hours. <laughs> I got a big mouth. That's true. I got a big mouth. I don't think you... I don't, yeah, I don't I'm, think... Yeah, you're, I'm patient. Yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> when I've got a Sudoku, something, <laughs> crossword puzzle... Comfy couch, good K drama. I don't know something. So, so now we're at the we're actually at the end of the play. Um, so, so, so uh, Florizel, Floride, Pongo, and Perdita. Pongo and Perdita are able to are get married. United. They're like, oh well, I didn't want you to marry not a princess, but she's a princess, so marry the rich baby. And yep, uh, you can marry rich baby. Perdita's now. like, I guess I am good enough for you now. Now that I am not just a rich baby shepherdess, but a rich baby. Princess. And then Leontes is like, dude, Hermione, I'm so sorry. And, and they get like, back together. And Hermione goes, I knew you would be. And then they have a magical, some sort of kissy thing. Um, and, now, and then Paulina, her just reward is here, you get Camellio. Yeah. Yay. And Camellio's like, Why? Oh, oh, okay. Thanks. I, Thanks for my consolation. So. <laughs> So here's, yeah, so everybody's storyline is all nice and tied up. King and king, or king and queen back together. King and king are friends again, which... Prince and princess unite the kingdom. The shepherd and his idiot son are still happy and a little richer because of rich baby. Yes. And And Camilio gets Paulina, or Paulina gets... Camilio. Either way... Paulina gets Antigonus replacement. Yeah. And she's like, please stay away from bears. And the curtain comes down and everybody leaves going, I guess that was maybe what the definition of catharsis is. I don't think this is at all what Aristotle was talking about when he talked about catharsis. No, not even a little bit. So that takes us to the end. And I remember growing up loving this play. I I loved this play. As a child. I loved it. I can see that. And now, like, I hadn't read it for maybe 10, 15 I don't know, years. 
And there aren't any adaptations of it that I know of. Oh, no, there is. Roger Ebert gave it a 1.5 out of 4. How old is it? It's made in 2014. Who made it? Uh, let me look it up. Are you talking about The Winner's Tale with, um... Oh, the wife's here. The Winner's Tale with, um... Oh, no, Colin yeah, Farrell. This is, yeah, it's different. That's not yeah, that's not a Winner's Tale. That I mean, it's titled A Winner's Tale. No, that's not what I was thinking. Yep, but that one has 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. There's magic unicorns in it. It's awful. It's a magic horse. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. But it's about, like... That's even worse. It's no, about, yeah, I can't... No, that, that was the only one I thought there was. I actually just was looking for... I was looking for adaptation, was thinking that I was going to find something and... Nope, there's no, that's the only there's thing that like pops no up. adaptations for this. There's a young adult novel. It's called Exit Pursued by a Bear. It's a modernization of the story, and it's wonderful. Hi, oh. I'm here now. Hey, Cassie's here. Cassie arrived in just enough time to say to tell us of the young adult adaptation, which I was hoping she'd be able to tell us. So now that Cassie is here, why don't we? Where are we at? We're we're at uh 52 minutes. Yeah, so we're actually at. We have finished the plot synopsis. Oh no, I missed it. But we will be back in two weeks to talk about adaptations and go a little bit more. We'll we'll delve more into stuff and then we can cover some things. And we have not talked about your favorite thing, which is BGSU's production. Oh good, because I want to say so much. We have not said a single thing about BGSU's production, which is the production that I have mostly seen. Well, and we can talk more about Pongo and Perdita and Pongo everything and else that happens in this movie. And that rich baby. And that rich baby. I've missed so much. Oh, dicks. <laughs> oh, dicks. That's what your husband had to offer. <laughs> no, I, I had to offer rich baby yeah. and oh, dicks. Yes, yeah, no, Chase oh, has been on point tonight. Oh, dicks. Chase has been on point. As Has-tag the kids might say. Hashtag new haircut. Smarter man. On fleek. No. The kids might say that. They might, but you should probably smack yourself in the mouth. I don't, Cassie, do the I kids say that? Is that what the kids say these days? Stop you were trying with to the children like happen. not too long ago. I was with the children. It's totally fetch. But no. Stop no, trying to make fetch happen. Ooh, you got the maroon pants? All right. So They have matching pants. My name's Beth Roars. I'm Cassie Greenlee. Hi. I'm Ryan Halfhill. I'm Chase Greenlee with production. All right. We'll see you in two we'll, weeks. We'll see you shortly. Say goodnight, John Boy. Night, John Boy. <laughs>